Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here. The show, the podcast is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, episode number 260. As we continue our exploration of the endocrine system, today we will concentrate on the thyroid. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, We will be joined by Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan uh, in a few moments to bring you uh, the program today. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear us on Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Alexa, and others. We always can be reached live while we're on the air at 347-989-8899. Our Facebook page is uh, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. That's Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Doc Ron Radio on uh, Instagram, and uh, we appreciate your feedback. If you care to leave us uh, an email, please do so at docronradio at gmail dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that this June fourteenth is the is Flag Day. And as we look at the flag of our country, let us always remember its true meaning for a flag. Without meaning, it's only a piece of cloth. The red of our flag stands for valor and bravery, like those who fought to protect our freedoms. The white signifies purity and innocence, as that of our founding fathers intend to secure the rights of all. Blue signifies vigilance, perseverance, and justice, as all are needed in any government to secure the blessings of God. And as our stars and stripes point to the stars of the heavens and the rays of the sun, let us never forget that our country must depend upon God's blessings and protection. June 14th, Flag Day, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice, should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition with your physician. And as we say every week, ladies and gentlemen, with an attitude of gratitude, thank you for so thank you so much for, for following us and making us a a fairly uh, significant podcast at this time. Uh, we, we we know grateful people are happier, less depressed, and less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce Dr. Jerry Smith, our co-host, who uh, has prepared a lot of interesting uh, articles for us and, and facts about thyroid. And uh, without further ado, Dr. Jerry. Glad to be aboard, and uh, thanks for... Uh putting all the energy into the making this thing happen. Oh, thank you. It is a joint venture and a, a labor of love between the between uh, our our all our our hosts. Uh we love being here and uh we're going to uh get started uh today uh because we have to we won't have a full hour because of uh, commitments that I have made. So I I want to start out today uh Reminding you that we are going to talk about the thyroid, and I was reminded today by an article from by John Rappaport that uh, fluoride, you know, it's a it's it's a it's horrible for the thyroid. But did you know? Now, Doctor Jerry, know because I talked to him about it. But fluoride was the key chemical in atomic bomb production. Millions of tons were essential for the manufacture of bomb-grade uranium and plutonium for nuclear weapons throughout the Cold War. Documents reveal that fluoride was the most significant health hazard in the United States, a bomb program for workers and for the surrounding communities and manufacturing facilities. Much of the original proof that fluoride is safe for humans in low doses was generated, you guessed it, by the A atomic bomb program scientists who had been secretly ordered to provide evidence useful in litigation against persons who had been poisoned by fluoride and would sue for damages. The first lawsuits against the USA bomb program were not over radiation, but they were over fluoride damage. And that has been shown in our government documents. If you want to read that uh, complete uh, uh, paper that was originally published in Christian Science Monitor in 1997, you can find it at fluoridealert.org, fluoridealert.org. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we are being farmed, and that's P-H-A-R-M-E-D by Big Pharma. Uh, We cannot uh, trust anything. You have to think critically about everything that's going on uh, uh, with your life, with your physicians, uh, with the treatments uh, that that you're getting. Uh, I came across a program called Cancer Can Be Killed. Yesterday on Amazon Prime, I recommend it to you, Cancer Can Be Killed, to show you the, the, how uh, treatments are being denied, non-toxic treatments being denied people here in the United States. We can get them in Germany uh, because of, you guessed it, money. Dr. Jerry, I, I really appreciate you knowing about that fluoride because uh, you, you hop right in on that. Yeah, the bottom line is there was a major lawsuit against DuPont, the the Army, and um, the government because the pigs and the cattle had severe arthritis in their joints. They were on their knees. They couldn't even function. The the farmers were sick, and the glass of all the houses surrounding the area over in Jersey were being etched from the fluoride. And they had to counteract it because if a lawsuit, you know, was carried out, they would have to, you know – fess up to the fact that they're using fluoride to cleanse the uranium and it would have tipped off, you know, our enemies. So that's why they put out a lot of disinformation to uh, counteract uh, the lawsuits. Well, well, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find you'll, if you continue to listen to this program, you'll see why uh, fluoride is mentioned. You know what? Your thyroid gland, ladies and gentlemen, is the gas pedal uh, to your, to your metabolism. Uh, If you, push it down and nothing happens. You're going to be tired. You're going to have all the symptoms we're going to talk about. But it is critical for mitochondrial function. The mitochondria are the workhorses. Uh, if you don't have enough of them or they're not working properly, you're going to, you're going to have the symptoms we're going to talk about. Uh, you can experience symptoms ranging from fatigue, constipation, hair loss, depression, foggy think- thinking, cold body temperatures, and, of course, low metabolism for underactive thyroid. Some mental illnesses, including depression, anxiety, and postpartum depression, may be driven by thyroid dysfunction. And, of course, you can have antibodies to thyroid tissue. They're present in about 20% of depressed patients, believe it or not. That's compared to 5 to 10% in the general population. Even bipolar and and unipolar depression studies have shown that thyroid hormone can augment a completely ineffective antidepressant drug uh, when used by uh, appropriately and in correct doses. So, uh, Dr. Jerry, let's. uh, How about if we go over some classic signs? uh, uh, Oh, you know what? Before we do that, why do you think? Why do you think? Is your your opinion that we have so much underactive thyroid problems and 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 how many are subclinical as 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 we both have read and studied uh hypothyroidism the unsuspected illness by dr bruda barnes uh do you have a a a a, a, any reasons why there's such a high incidence of underactive thyroid in the united states yeah well first there's about 20 to 30 million people with hypothyroidism, and they estimate about 60% of these people don't even know that they have hypothyroidism. And, you know, it's hidden in plain view uh, once you hear the uh, seven principal reasons why there's such a high incidence of underactive thyroid. So for number one, widespread use of chlorine. I mean, that's what's used to disinfect your public water supply. Um, You know, it's one of the halogens. And along with the other uh, halogens, you have bromine, uh, perchlorate, fluorine. They replace the uh, iodine on the receptor sites and decrease the production of you know, the T4. <clears throat> so you have the wide use of chlorine, the halogens, you know, bleaching of the bread, the bromine. Then you have increased exposure to pesticides, and especially the methyl bromide. It's used mainly on strawberries and other fruits. Um, and the bottom line is it reduces thyroid function. Mercury from your dental fillings. Unfortunately, there's about 40 tons of mercury being spewed out from the smokestacks of coal-burning power plants in addition to the ones 
that are being released in your own smokestacks and your teeth. Every time you chew or have hot coffee or tea, you're causing a mercury vapor to be released into your mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the fifth reason, consumption of polyunsaturated fats. You know, we're talking like canola oil, flax oil, soy oil, sour, safflower, sunflower, and other unpolysaturated vegetable oils suppress thyroid function. Uh, iodine deficiency, you know, uh, the Japanese have one of the lowest cancer rates in the world because they're consuming 89 times more iodine than the Americans do because of all the seaweeds that they're eating. So iodine is one of the three most common nutritional deficiencies along with magnesium and vitamin D. Um, vaccinations, and this I see a lot clinically, it represents a major potential initiator causing hypothyroidism. I'm finding the actual vaccines, some of them are being trapped in the left lobe of the thyroid, and this causes underfunction. So these seven things are pretty, you know, right in your face, nothing esoteric, but they're common, and I think it's one of the big reasons why we have such, uh, I call them thyroid heads, you know, fluoride heads, because they're just dulled down. Exactly. They're, low, they're definitely associated with hypothyroidism and low IQ. Let me just uh, uh, go a little bit further about perchlorates, because uh, perchlorates, as uh, defined by the National Institute of Health, are a natural, man-made, colorless, odorless chemical, uh, and as, as Dr. Jerry said, commonly used to make pool chlorination chemicals, chlorine-derived cleaners, rocket flares, fireworks, munitions, blasting agents, matches, Car airbag inflators, batteries, fertilizers, chewing tobacco. It's used in aluminum refining. And, yep, it's just about everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. As a result, this perchlorate has contaminated our groundwater supply. So if you're leaving, living on the East Coast, California, Texas, or right here in southwest Florida, you have high environmental exposures and the food that's grown in these areas is almost always contaminated. So water, eggs, milk, fruit, vegetables, lettuce, asparagus, kale, spinach, high amounts of perchlorate. Like Dr. Jerry says, it competes with iodine. And as you're going to learn as we go through this program, iodine is critical for what? The thyroid function. And you'll, as we go through the test, you'll, you'll hear more about, about that. The only... You know, perchlorates race in your body to those receptors, uh, but per perchlorates do have a little bit of a, a faster death rate. So sometimes iodine wins, but still they are taking up receptors where iodine uh, should be uh, adhering to and, and helping your thyroid. And you're going to hear from Dr. Jerry about selenium, and that's why I want to go a little bit more about perchlorates. They cause deficiency of selenium, okay? So, um, uh, you know, uh, thyroid, I had a physician teacher of mine who said that, you know, we could get rid of all this cholesterol problems if we just uh, got patients' thyroids functioning better. And does it always take drugs? No, and you'll hear more about that. But uh, you'll hear about leptin. Uh, Dr. Jerry and I don't mention that hormone too much, but we know what it is, and it does apply to thyroid. And uh, in speaking with my co-host, uh, we're talking about T3 and reverse T3. Have you ever heard of that? Some people say that reverse T3 is is the, the definition of underactive thyroid. It is the breaks. So, Dr. Jerry... Uh, we, we know if people are tired, uh, fatigued, they have brain fog, uh, you know, they, they high, maybe they have a high cholesterol, muscle and joint pain, maybe they have autoimmune disease, uh, they have a problem. And last week we mentioned the adrenals and the, the thyroid and the adrenals uh, are definitely affected by stress. Uh, and they, we we had some similar uh, symptoms with adrenal last week, didn't we? With a, with a, a stressed out adrenal. Well, uh, it's definitely a crossover, no doubt about it. Yep. So um, you know that's where the lifestyle comes in, uh, and and other and natural treatments. So um, where should we go? All right. So well, 
the interesting <laughs> thing, you brought up the reverse T3. And I, I think this is underplayed because a lot of doctors get frustrated, especially in a hospital situation. But anyone who's on a, a calorie-restricted diet, we're talking like a 1,000 calories for maybe like a 21-day period, you're going to have increased reverse T3. What's interesting, when you have increased levels of T3, reverse T3, it lowers the active free T3, which then suppresses thyroid function. Chronic inflammation, you know, eating too much carbohydrates, your insulin goes up. Um, again, you're going to get chronic inflammation in the body. A lot of the pesticides, the heavy metals all cause inflammation in the body. That, again, increases reverse T3. Chronic untreated gut, and this was kind of new to my vocabulary, but 20% of the T4 in your body is converted to T3 in your gut. I from my you know understanding, the majority was done in the liver, but here I'm finding that about twenty percent is converted in your gut. And with today's garbage being you know uh, fed to the population, you got to have a dysbiosis, uh, you know, reflex GERD, uh, candida overgrowth, all kinds of uh, you know inflammatory bowel diseases. So it's messing up not only the microbiome but your conversion of your T4 to T3. A fourth major factor is emotional and uh, physiological stressors, TSD, you know, uh, psychological trauma, uh, especially these vets, you know, from the wars. They're going to have increased reverse T3 issues, again, suppressing thyroid. So there's your depression, anxiety, panic attacks, bipolar, you know, disabilities. And, you know, they're all treating them with psychedelic drugs, but they're not getting to the root cause. And one of the last major reasons is, again, certain medications. The most common medications causing elevated reverse T3 is your blood pressure medications, diabetic medications, anti-seizure medications, narcotics and antidepressants. And give you an instance, if you have a beta blockers, for example, they're used to treat the symptoms of hyperthyroidism, and it's a common blood pressure medication. So, you know, people are getting hit from all sides, you know, with, uh, you know, trying to lose weight for the summertime, you know, taking foods in that are causing chronic inflammation, like your carbohydrates, uh, you know, your gut infection problems, eating too much processed foods, your emotional, and then all the medications that people are taking. No wonder the population's whacked out. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and just so our, our, our listeners know, acid blockers decrease decrease your thyroid statin drugs lower vitamin d and coq10 and vitamin d deficiency ladies and gentlemen contributes to thyroid illnesses by hindering the conversion of t4 to t3 inside the cells why why is that important well you've heard us mention reverse t3 there are probably 12 t's T1 through T12, okay? But the ones you're going to hear most about are T1, 2, 3, and 4. And most physicians will just measure a T4, which means there's four molecules of iodine attached to a thyroid hormone. But the really active thyroid hormone is T3. So if you have a high reverse T3, that cancels out the active T3. And that's why you, you feel lousy and you have hypothyroidism, okay? Um, so T4 is, is the one that everybody measures, uh, but T3 is the, is the really the active one. And it, if you don't have enough vitamin D, you, you're not going to convert to that T3, okay? And steroid hormones and, and low zinc. I mean, if you have low zinc, nothing's going to work, Um uh, so they're called drug muggers by some people. And uh, so let's maybe, with Dr. Jerry, maybe let's just talk about uh, thyroid, uh, what, what tests uh, our, our listeners might get if they go to, go to their physician. Uh, I think that, that they probably would get a T4, a TSH. Yeah, they'll get the TSH, which is worthless. <laughs> yeah, and they'll probably use the, the old... Uh, uh, normals, not the optimum levels, but the old normals, uh, and so they'll say, oh, you're okay. But why is it worthless? Well, because it's not showing you the true levels of T3 in the body. That's why Broda Barnes, you know, had 20 years of research on the thyroid, 
And his biggest uh, claim to fame is you got to pair the clinical symptoms, okay, with the body temperature, armpit temperature. And um, the reason being is that you could measure your free T3, for example, in your blood, but that doesn't tell you if it's inside the cell. Rhoda Barnes, with his 20 years of research, showed that if the T3 was inside the cell working, your body temperature will fall between a, a normal range of 98.2 Fahrenheit to 97.8. So that's indicative that it's working inside the cell. Just having a level in the blood is not guaranteeing you that it's inside the cell. So that's why I think a lot of this testing is erroneous and misleading. Okay, and I, I totally agree that it was a question I asked that I knew the answer to. Uh, so reverse T3, checking That's nasal body That's a very body important one, and most doctors won't, won't prescribe for it. Yeah, they, they, they just think, it, it, they, they think it's an inert uh, T3, but they're not realizing that it's, it's the brakes. It's putting the brakes on your metabolism. It has, is actually canceling out the T3 that is active. So a reverse T3 and basal body temperature, if you had to do just two things, uh, unless you have an autoimmune problem, you might want to get your antibodies checked. But uh, I think they're they're critical for diagnosing uh, an underactive thyroid. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So, so one of the uh, interesting things you brought up is some nutritional factors. Um, bottom line is the thyroid gland is very nutritionally dependent organ. It requires like selenium, like you mentioned earlier, and um, you know, an interesting mercury from fillings or the environment, suppress selenium levels. Uh, the iodine, again, most people are not getting, you know, 12 and a half to 50 uh, milligrams in the range because of the diet. You know, amino acids, especially taurine, 200 to 1,000 milligrams per day is recommended dose. Uh, L-tyrosine, which is like the precursor to thyroxine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for scolin, which is an extract of an Ayurvedic herb, that resensitizes the cell receptors. And what's also interesting, the uh, CBD oil kicks many, many toxins off receptor sites, and it kind of like it's a reset button uh, on your electronic device, uh, brings it back to factory default. Um, your, your folic acid is very, very important, like 400 micrograms per day. Zinc, as you mentioned, uh, at least 60 milligrams per day and copper and vitamins B6 and B12, iron, vitamin E and D and essential fatty acids and manganese. So people, you know, eating Twinkies or, you know, uh, (laughs) all this ice cream and these pop tarts, I mean, it's not cutting it. And, you you know, you're going to go to the doctor and they're never going to get to the bottom of your problem because, you know, they're so toxic, they can't even think straight. And I want to add, Dr. Jerry, because you mentioned it, that uh, because of the conversion of T4 to T3 in your gut, a good probiotic, uh, high quality, uh, because uh, most medicines that you take will, are drug muggers of your intestinal flora, okay? And we've gone through the, the list of them, we, you know, even estrogen and caffeine, of course, sugar and refined food. So a, a good uh, probiotic. I don't have a favorite, but on this program, Dr. Jerry has mentioned one, and I don't have it at my fingertips right now. What is that, Dr. Yeah, Jerry? Yeah, Bravo. Yeah, Bravo. Um, it's made in Switzerland, and it, it's an incredible. It has 42 microorganisms in it, and um, it not only supplies – you, you make your own yogurt, which is even better because – you know, it's, it's homegrown. It's not contaminated with uh, chemicals and preservatives and all that nonsense. But it's, it also has the precursors for your liver to make uh, GMAF, which is glycoprotein macrophage activating factor. This factor turns on the little Pac-Man in your body, which then eat up cancer cells, eat up viruses, eat up foreign bodies. So from my experience, and I put all my cancer patients on Bravo, and I take it on a regular basis, because the healthier you can maintain your gut, the healthier your immune system is. And like Dr. Ron said, all this inundation of pesticides and chemicals and Wi-Fi, which is disrupting our gut mm. biome on a daily basis, you know, it's, if you don't maintain that health, then your immune system goes south on you. 
Okay, so really good, good, good points. I hope we're making for you. And and how about you know we we had a program, Doctor Jerry, on on new cars, and we talked about the bromine in new cars. So you know what, ladies and gentlemen, if you drive in a new car and you feel lousy, you feel fuzzy in the brain and foggy, you know, you, you may have a thyroid problem, and you might want to see how you feel when you drive in an older car that doesn't is not outgassing uh, all that bromine. Yeah, from the um, plastic dashboard. <laughs> exactly, you know. Uh, so uh, I I don't know how to 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 put this in common terms because maybe Dr. Jerry Jerry uh, uses this on a more common basis. But we make hydrogen peroxide in in our cells as part of our metabolism. If you make too much of it, it can cause pain and fatigue because it's a free radical. Now you can uh, reduce it with glutathione. Uh, I haven't had any any personal uh, experience with hydrogen peroxide causing those type of symptoms, but uh, as I was reading and talking to other physicians, uh, they say that's something maybe we should pay more attention to. And and how about toothpaste, the fluoride toothpaste? You know, I mean, we talk about fluoride, but you know, don't forget if you you can eliminate it. Okay, do it, please, especially in toothpaste. <laughs> And how about the aluminum oxide that they have in toothpaste too? Um, yeah. And the aluminum that's in the public water supply because they're using alum, aluminum sulfate, to pull out the suspended particles in the, in the public water supply. And they don't even have to tell you that it's in the, in the water. Uh, you know, it's messing up your brain. It's messing up your liver, your adrenals. Um, it's just it's crazy, the underarm deodorants that have the aluminum in them. You know, yeah. people don't... Think straight, you know, cooking in aluminum pots, uh, putting aluminum foil over, especially pasta sauce. Come on. You know, you got the acidity. I'll tell you a crazy thing. I, I have a, a housekeeper, and she's wonderful, been with me 25 years. And I had these silver um, trays that my wife got as a wedding gift many years ago. And what's interesting, I, I got two cats, and... <laughs> I wanted to prevent them from going on the good furniture in my living room. So I put aluminum foil <laughs> on the seats because they don't like to feel when they jump up on the seat that has <laughs> aluminum on it. Well, let me tell you, my housekeeper showed me the the, the beautiful uh, silver plates and tea sets that I had turned black. And the only thing different that I did was put aluminum into the room. So there's an electrostatic reaction going on from the molecules in the air that picked up the aluminum that coated my darn silverware to turn it black. Oh my gosh. That Boy. is crazy. I, in, in all the years I've been living there, we never had that problem until I put the aluminum on the sofa and this and the single chairs in that room. Yeah, and and you knew about it, and now this this has brought it to your attention. Yeah, wow. but it's a guaranteed, you know, effect. It doesn't even have to be touching. It's just the air is basically like a conductor in your battery. It's electrostatic, yeah. not static, but electro, um, uh, like a fluid, electrolyte. It's electrolyte, basically. Yeah. Well, all right, so so. <laughs> You know, you want to try and avoid bromine, the halogens, all right? Bromine and chlorine and fluorine uh, and, you know, flame-retarding chemicals. And something hopefully we'll have Dr. Wong to talk about is you want to maybe uh, avoid uh, some uh, foods that are high in estrogen. Uh, he mentions uh, flaxseed and soy as being high on the list. Uh, well, the flaxseed is three times higher than the soy, which kind of really blew my circuits. Yeah, and I have the article. He sent it to me from the Mayo Clinic. I mean, he didn't make it up. It's it's there. Yeah, so, uh, I got you know, the list in, in front of me here. You know, the, the tofu, I was in macrobiotics for six years. And let me tell you, towards around the five and a half, six years, I was running down in the middle of the night <laughs> drinking soy milk because I was addicted to it. And, you know, I was getting distension in my abdomen from the, the damn uh, product. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it so, really is crazy. Yeah. I mean, people don't even realize it. You know, the soy yogurt, you know, the the, uh, the fake ice cream. I mean, if you're going for ice cream, go for that 20% Haagen-Dazs, the good fat. But 
good fat, yeah. <laughs> you know, you put know, a little it, avocado in your ice cream; it'll make it taste better. Yeah, neutralize it. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, it's. I mean, I have the list in front of me. And the other thing that kind of uh, got me a little spooked, you know, vegetarian chili. I was like one of my favorites. Yeah. Not that I'm a vegetarian, yeah. but I would enjoy. It. And the black beans are high in the phytoestrogens. Yeah. Yeah, he said it's it's a planned obsolescence in some of the Caribbean uh, countries that eat you know, rice and beans. The That's beans right. are you know just just high in, in phytoestrogens. And the Japanese are, are basically working very diligently to demise their their society because of all the soy. Yep. So soy and and flaxseed uh, high on the list of uh, you know like that female hormone estrogen. Uh, you know, you know something we don't talk about are goitrogenic foods. There are certain foods uh, which reduce your ability to absorb iodine, uh, and there, you know, you can you can uh, you can Google them, but kale is on that list. Uh, you can, if it's cooked, it's fine, but if you juice it or it's part of a superfood green powder that everybody's using now, it's a goitrogen, you know, alfalfa, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, they base the, the uh, cruciferous vegetables too. Again, like you said, if you steam it, you destroy the chemical component, uh, the uh, thiocyanates, I think, are the chemical that uh, suppresses the thyroid. Yeah, so uh, if uh, you know if you're drinking these these green mixes like everybody is uh, that contain these uh, cruciferous vegetable cruciferous vegetable powders, uh, it may backfire on you. And uh, again, digestion is really important, and that's where digestive enzymes and something uh, we don't talk enough about, but uh, enzymes are really important. I sent Dr. Jerry a, a, an article on luprokinase, and we, we should talk more about natokinase and, and these enzymes that help with fibrin, uh, but also help you completely break down the food you eat, uh, pancreatin, pepsin, bromelain, uh, so that they you don't get these immune flare-ups because sometimes these immune flare-ups are because the food is not properly digested and and you develop a leaky gut syndrome and you and they compete with receptors on yeah, your different organs. Well, yeah, uh, the glyphosate that's so common uh, in our society today causes leaky gut, and I'm finding more and more in my patients now that I'm testing it on a regular basis. Um, you know that coupled with the fact that um, when you take uh, raw food and you put it in the oven, you know, and within 30 seconds, the enzymes are destroyed. And I remember back in the 80s when I was studying with uh, Howard Loomis, he was an incredible chiropractor out on the West Coast uh, on digestive enzymes. And he was, he, one of his heroes was Edward Howe from back in the 30s, who was treating his patients with plant enzymes and getting incredible healing results just from plant enzymes. And like um, uh, Dr. Wong was saying that the, the vitamins and the minerals are cofactors in the mm. functioning of the enzyme, but it's the enzyme that's really doing the miraculous uh, healing in the body. Excellent. And we, we, you know, we'll keep talking about this now because uh that's that's the way natural. That, you know, we we can help you to stay healthy naturally. And and how about iodine, Doctor Jerry? I mean, the, the the Japanese eat two to three thousand micrograms a day, which is two to three milligrams. Um, you know, the USDA recommends a hundred and fifty micrograms. Well, that's it's to prevent goiter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It does not to treat you. Uh, now, Dr. Brownstein, who wrote the book uh, Iodine, Why You Need It and Why You Can't Live Without It, he recommends 12 and a half. I have always recommended somewhere in the area of six milligrams a day. I, and I just wanted to know what, what your feeling was about that. Well, I, I test my patients. I don't do like standard protocol for everybody mm -hmm. because some people need more and other people need less. So that's the key from my perspective. Um, I, I don't set standard numbers anymore and and okay I, yeah rightfully so right and rightfully so but it so so what is the highest you've ever recommended well like 14 uh, micrograms you know when you get really severe uh 
depression of the thyroid. And and the other big thing that's not really talked about too much, because I studied with an old 82-year-old naturopathic doctor from Manhattan many years ago, and um, he stressed upon me that if you don't define the toxins and the stressors in the thyroid, like pesticides, vaccines, viruses, chemicals, heavy metals, you don't remove them, then you can give all the iodine you want, you can give all the uh, natural thyroid hormone you want, but you're still not going to get good efficiency of the functionality of the gland. And he taught me, and, and it's always stuck in my head, define what the heck's in there and remove it. And then if the gland still doesn't work, you could always tweak it with, you know, homeopathics, with desiccated thyroid. And as last resort, you can give a natural thyroid, you know, prescription for it. Okay, good advice. Uh, and and watch your diet. If you want to increase it, then you know, maybe sea vegetables, kelp, algae, salmon, sardine, shrimp. Uh, I think if you're, if you're treating somebody with an underactive thyroid, is that something you would consider addressing their their diet? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I I test metabolically, uh, and it's, I do it energetically, so it's real quick. But you have you know three different types of metabolic types: of type one, type two, and type three. Type 1 is basically a slow oxidizer. So that type of person, you can give them a 100% vegetarian diet, and they'll do great because eating the raw vegetables and the carbohydrates, the complex carbs, helps to speed up their oxidative system. Now, if you're what they call a type 2 metabolic type, where you're a fast oxidizer, and you give someone a, you know, a 24-7 type of vegetarian diet, they actually get worse because yeah. it speeds up their oxidative system in their body, revs them up, and they become more acidic, more fatigued, and just not feeling well. So you just can't throw a diet at somebody. You really have to define where they fall in a fast oxidizer or slow oxidizer, or are they a mixed uh, person? And they're, they're lucky ones. They could eat basically 50% of each group and still maintain you know, a sense of well-being. That's well, it's really great advice, great practical advice. And, uh, you know, you remember Abbott and Costello, who's on first? Well, <laughs> I, we'll get into it next week because it'll take a little bit of discussion. But I, I have been reading about leptin. And leptin is the uh, – I always say take you be the CEO of your own body and take control of it. Well, CEO uh, – the CEO of fat is leptin. And the thyroid controls weight loss and weight gain. Uh, so we have to see who's on first, and uh, the long and short of it is that hypothyroidism leads to weight gain. Weight gain creates more leptin, and leptin is a hormone that tells you you're hungry. So uh, we have to uh, we'll have to talk more about this. Uh, uh, and there are leptin-free diets that that uh, are all over the internet now. And we'll, we'll we'll further investigate that, uh, Dr. Jerry. I, I just see that Dr. Dan called in. Let me just get him on, and then let's summarize uh, what we know right now. And then next week, uh, maybe we can uh, just do a summary of adrenal and thyroid. Get on to testosterone, estrogen, DHEA, pregnenolone, and uh, maybe between the two of us, we can convince Dr. Wong to come on uh, two weeks from now and maybe put it all together for us in his. Uh, Tremendous style. I think we both like it, the way he delivers yeah. his message. Uh, Dr. Dan, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I made it. What did you Finally, make? How you doing? What did you make? I can't tell you. It's a secret. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I tell you, right. then you, then I'll have to kill you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Dr. Dan, we're, we have, we're, going, we're having an abbreviated show today because of uh, I have to leave, uh, but we did discuss oh, yeah, thyroid today, and uh, uh, we discussed uh, the, the reverse T3 and uh, basal body temperature uh, as probably the best way to diagnose uh, hypothyroidism along with the symptoms. We talked about muggers of uh, iodine and thyroid, including perchlorates and cruciferous vegetables, uh, prescription medications, uh, and uh, 
we talked about some supplements. We didn't mention ashwagandha again, but that that seems to be a, a, a ubiquitous uh, a, a herb for most most conditions. Um, we mentioned glutathione, selenium, and zinc, which are really important. Of course, iodine. Uh, uh, if you're not, you know, get it checked. There is a way to check it. And Dr. Brownstein, you could look up his blog. He he even has a method where you apply it to your uh, Scan and see uh, how long it takes for it to uh, uh, get into your system. And we didn't talk about water filtration, but I guess we should have, Dr. Dr. Jerry, uh, because of the fluoride. And you just can't get rid of it with uh, these these water filtering things you buy. Carbon filters, right? Yeah, I have a whole house water filtering system, and have one designated tank that just pulls out fluoride. Um, It's pretty nasty stuff, and uh, you know, it, back in the the days when they were doing the bomb thing, uh, the research showed that it's it's extremely carcinogenic and it'll cause cancer, uh, you know, pretty much faster than the, any compound that's out there. It actually you know, you remember- it messes up the electron transfer in their mitochondria. So there's where your fatigue issues come in, your lack of energy. And remember, Dr. John Yamianos when had that 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 city in Greece, they all had soft bones. They had thyroid, uh, they had fluoride high, high concentrations in their drinking water. So, you know, we have a lot of people going around now with uh, quote unquote osteopenia, you know, sure. how much of that, how much of that is due to the, the fluoride in the water. Yeah. Well, he had an and interesting book called Fluoride, the Aging report. Factor. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I still have a copy of it. I came across it preparing for this program. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is they, they railroaded that poor guy because, uh, you know, he went after the, the facts, you know, and he looked at all the uh, documentation that NIH did. You know, they spent $3 million on a study comparing fluoridated areas to non-fluoridated areas. And at the end of the line, you know, they wouldn't publish their results. He spent $50,000 of his own money getting the, the raw data, 20,000 pages of raw data that they sent him instead of the tabulated results, which they already had yeah. at taxpayers' expense. And he sent it to three universities, independent universities, and they all came up with the same thing. There's no difference in the decay missing, uh, you know, rate. It's, it's all, uh, it's a scam. A total scam. Yeah. There was a 60,000 uh, study done over in Auckland, New Zealand. Again, it showed the no difference, fluoridated versus non-fluoridated. And I think one of the reasons is that when you have uh, hypothyroidism because of the fluoride, it causes delayed eruption of the teeth. So you're mm. not going to have as many teeth present to get decay. <laughs> it comes at a later wow. date. <laughs> Wow. And why do these dentists push push fluoride all because the time? It, because, Dr. Dan, if you were in business and you had a toxic waste that cost a fortune to get rid of, and yet you could put it in the people's toothpaste and the public water and then make a profit from it, what do you think the decision was based on? <laughs> I, I Dr. Couldn't Dan, you follow, follow the money. Follow the that's money. It. And, <laughs> and that's film. Unlike that film. That film that they Follow put the on money. your teeth is, is micro, microgram. After a couple of brushings, it's off anyway. And it all goes in your system and poisons you. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the interesting the thing, uh, uh, I helped to defend the local community to prevent the fluoride. And we literally brought the, the fire chief uh, up uh, to, you know, present to the, the group, the, the, the lay people. And, and he flat out said, he said, my men do not have the training nor the equipment to handle a fluoride spill. And people mm. don't understand this. It's not like chlorine where it evaporates. This stuff is really dangerous as hell. And not only that, it causes tremendous corrosion of the, the valves in the water system. And it costs the, the, the townships, you know, big bucks to replace these things. And the other thing that the, most people don't realize, you cannot get a homogeneous mixture in the public water supply. So you may have one part of the water supply with four parts per million and another one a half part per million, another one two parts per million. So, you know, people are getting high doses and low doses, and it's just really um, not practical. Yeah, I think wow. we're lucky here in in Florida where we are. We don't have uh, fluoride in the water. Well, we but don't you know, have at it. 
Yeah, yeah they, they don't, don't have, have that. Added. But you know right. what's interesting? When when yeah. I'm looking at the list of symptoms that Dr. Ron brought up earlier, it's all your advertisements on TV. Oh, you know, depression, anxiety, panic attacks, chronic fatigue. These are all advertisements. You know, uh, weakness, uh, TMJ, jaw problems, cold hands, cold feet, thinning hair, coarse hair, dizziness, ringing in the ears. You know, I heard a funny thing. Uh, uh, one of the comedians said, "If you get ringing in your ears, he said, just don't answer it." <laughs> 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 that was Henny Youngman. That was Henny Youngman. <laughs> yeah, that, that that one's older than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, the the insomnia. Was, take my wife, please. <laughs> yeah, take my wife, please. Oh, I like the one that says, I'm going to take you to somewhere you've never been. She says, where's that? I said, to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, then another one, he said, that, that someone said, I saw you out with that woman last last night. Who, the, who was that woman? He said, that was no woman. That was my wife. <laughs> <laughs> He, he said he performed. He, he he said he performed uh, after his performance at a at a hotel. He went up to his room. He said, and these women were banging on his door all night. He said, "Damn, if I was going to let him out." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he lived to be like ninety-two. Uh, exactly. He must have been a happy guy with those jokes. <laughs> yeah, he was right, funny. So, so, so basically, so, yeah, some of the other yeah, symptoms: ahead, wrap it up. the insomnia, the poor memory, the memory loss. Uh, the palpitations of your hard, brittle nails, increased incidence of tooth decay. That was discovered by the um, guy over in Belgium, uh, Eugene Hertog, back in the 20s, uh, especially in the elderly, you know, uh, constipation. Uh, if you're not having more than three bowel movements a day, uh, your your eyes are brown most likely and you're constipated. Uh, <laughs> poor digestion. You know, osteoporosis, you know, Tums. Tums, what's that doing? It's giving you calcium carbonate, which is limestone, to, to treat a, a natural issue that you should be eating foods for. Acne, I mean, e- even fluoride causes acne. It's in the medical literature, and um, it's amazing. Uh, you know, people don't realize that. Itchy skin, because anytime you have itchy skin, it's toxicity in the, in your skin. The rashes, butterfly rashes on hypothyroid patients. Weak ligaments. You know, these young kids are spraining their ankles so much in school today. It's ridiculous. Um, menstrual, heavy menstrual bleeding, decreased libido, cramping, uh, muscle aches, weak immune system, colds that linger for several weeks, elevated cholesterol, high blood pressure, and pale skin. You know, when you go into a nursing home and you see these elderly with translucent skin, that's hypothyroidism. So all these crazy symptoms, you know, it all's coming together between the low adrenals, the low thyroid, um, you know, and all the toxins in the environment. It, it's a no-brainer after a while once you recognize it. Yeah, I think I think what we're trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, is just bring it to your attention, okay? And then you know, you have Doctor Google, you can check us out, and uh, it's <laughs> but if. You, you have to know about it, so you know it's not only things that need to be treated, but by avoiding avoiding the uh, some of the toxins, you'll be healthier. Uh, the The answer is not pharmaceutical drugs. I, that I know. After fifty two years of, of practice, I know pharmaceuticals are not the answer. Just as if you watch the show that I told you about, uh, cancer can be killed. You'll see that chemo and radiation are not the ways to treat cancer. Uh, we never found the cause of cancer, and and uh, you, you just cannot destroy your whole body. Uh, that's my personal opinion. I think there are safer, more natural ways. I had the good fortune of studying with Dr. Hans Nieper when he was alive in Hanover, Germany, at the Poly Clinic. Uh, patients were getting cured with the irradiation of of uh, their blood, with ozone treatments, with uh, intravenous vitamin C, with uh, enzymes. Uh, there were more humane ways of treating cancer, which the cancer sometimes is just there to wake you up. It's, you know, hard to say, you know, but uh, that sometimes you need a wake-up call. You're leading an unhealthy lifestyle, but more on that at a later point. Uh, but today, your thyroid is really important, and your thyroid work, works in conjunction with your adrenals and uh, the, the, your sex glands, which we'll talk about next week. And it really is a, a nice symphony, as I like to describe it. Uh, your thyroid, though, is the gas pedal, and uh, if you're running out of gas and you're, you're always tired, uh, you know we you need to have your thyroid checked. And if you don't go to a natural 
practicing physician, you go to your own physician, uh, ask them to do a, re- a reverse T3. That's a great starting point uh, for an evaluation. Now, I have one question for Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. Okay. Uh, if you, if your car is traveling at the speed of light, would your headlights still work? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, they, and my grandson said, when everything is coming your way, Grandpa, you're in the wrong lane. Right. <laughs> well, they'd be going at the same speed, wouldn't they, as, as, as light, right? Well, I don't know. You're going at the speed of light. I don't know the answer. I was, that was uh, from my grandson. 86,000 miles per second. I mean, it's not too fast. You'd have to be going faster than the speed of light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Dr. Jerry, thanks uh, for today. Dr. Dan, we'll catch up with you next week when we start when we do a summary of thyroid and get on to the sex hormone glands. And uh, Dr. Jerry and I will work on Dr. Wong uh, to get him on the show. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, whether he's live or we pre-record it, I think you'll like his presentation. He doesn't hold anything back, and he's real, very well versed on the literature. And he has, uh, we'll, let, you know, we'll let him talk about his, his, uh, for his uh, products, too. He has some really interesting products. He has some very interesting uh Articles on his website, especially regarding gratitude, because uh, on this show, you know, we open it every week with an attitude of gratitude, and uh, gratitude is, is is healing. So gratitude, forgiveness, and uh, 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 being uh, charitable, really important in your life. Dr. Je- Dan, thank you for getting on here. I'm sorry I didn't give you any time. Dr. Jerry, thank you. And, uh, okay, I got, um, got tied up. I told you I, was, I might get tied up today, and I did for a while, and I couldn't get to you, but I got on as soon as I could. So thanks for allowing me to get on. I appreciate it. No problem. We we we, we love doing this show every week, and we'll be back here next week at 4. And uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but today this is the end of the program. So let me just leave you with a quickie. Go ahead. I'll stop this. When, when everything it. seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. That was Henry Ford's quote. <laughs> <laughs> and All right. I have a quickie for you, too. Remember, I run entirely on caffeine, sarcasm, and inappropriate thoughts. <laughs> okay. That is you, Dr. Dan. That is Good night. You. Good night. All right. Have a good, good night, one. Mr. Calabash. God bless you. Good night, Mrs. Calabash. Good night. You've been listening to Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored, Hero Clock Talk Radio. Uh, join us next week at 4 for another interesting program on the endocrine system. Thank you for listening, and with an attitude of gratitude, we'll see you next week. <laughs>